0: Hello and welcome to a new episode of Voiced with Karishma. Today we have Baskara Seth, co-founder of Neemly Naturals with us. He's conscious, honest and a straight shooter. Baskara has been at the helm of getting Neemli Naturals to the world. His genuine approach reflects with the Neemly's brand personality. A film editing student and a former employee at National Geographic, Pascara is well traveled and experienced as an entrepreneur, having started Indian Wedding Studio for four years before getting full-time into Neemly Naturals. To know more, let's get started with the episode. Hello and welcome. Welcome to another episode of Voice it with Karishma. We have today Mr. Bhaskara Sate with us. He is the co-founder of Namely Naturals. It is a natural skincare brand. And you know, we're going to discuss today about the entire process of what it took to start the brand, how his journey has been, and you know, the overall perspective about you know creating a brand which has a natural philosophy. So firstly, welcome. Um, it's great to have you on the show. Um, thank you so much for being a part Thanks
1: of. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Karishma. Glad so, so Bhaskara,
0: i'm glad thank you so much so mm-hmm. baskara tell us about you know um i've had a look at the products i've seen the website mm-hmm. fantastic job congratulations on the brand first of all
1: thank you,
0: you. Know, thank you so much uh, i wanted to ask you about your journey you know i mean creating um, a brand from scratch And, you know, especially a product range, which is, you know, emphasizing on, you know, having um, a very natural base and, you know, inspired by so many different products these days that we get in the market, right? Mm -hmm. So if you can help us your journey, what came into, you know, your mind when you want to start the brand, please guide us through that.
1: Sure, sure. So um, actually our journey, um, actually me and our co-founders, it's actually a family run thing. Um, this is all the way back in 2016. Um, we had nothing to do with skincare, honestly. I, I, at that time, uh, there was no expertise. There was no real back knowledge as far as what we were setting out to do. Um, the idea really was that um, actually I had g- come out of a business that I was doing previously, which was more into wedding planning and uh, um, it was a wedding portal as such. And my cousin, Manu, he was into in the hotel business and he had just kind of gotten out of it. He had a hobby of making soap bars, uh, these cold processed soap bars, um, uh, you know, the ones that take a month, two months to make even six months. So he was doing this since like almost six, seven years where in his hotel, he'd learned it through his guests and things like that in in Himachal. And Mm -hmm. uh, in Diwali and all, he would send gifts to everyone and uh, kind of he really inculcated this hobby. And he loved doing it all more because of how natural it was. Like, you would would have to see the sobas to believe, like, it almost looked edible. Um, That's actually the fruition of how this started. Like, we actually set up a stall in Goa um, where physically we had to kind of actually make the shelves and things like that. And we did the whole season and we really saw proof of concept in the most, uh, you know, uh primal most raw way. Like it's not like we were selling in through many portals and things like that, literally selling one-on-one each product. And that gave us a lot of confidence. And from there on, we started doing a lot of research with aromatherapy-based products like scrubs, face masks, oils, uh, more soap bars. Um, and uh, yeah, it kind of snowballed, yeah, each in like from 2016 to obviously now it's 2022. It's been, uh, I guess, six years, six years or more. Um, it's kind of snowballed. Every year we would kind of develop into something more, something more Um, simple things like compliance. Uh, We used to make these things from our farm, from my house originally where I'm actually here right now. In one of the rooms, we just had the soaps being cured. From there to learning about compliance, learning about FDA rules to sell it legally properly, actually, you know, like to sell it on an Amazon or to sell it in a store it all these things were it took years like it took a year to level up into these different things so we kind of every year has been such a learning process that we kind of really we understand now that if someone says that oh i want to reach there it's uh, it takes that much time it's never it it's never a fast forward process really so that's one of the key learnings also that we got from this yes,
0: no, it's really reflected. It, It's very refreshing to know that you know you I mean you know you're very candid about the fact that it wasn't something that you know you planned to do you shifted the career and then you started something from scratch I feel like that itself is very courageous and then you know to make a shift start everything from a very you know low point where you have to do the grassroot level you just told us you know yeah. about how you started from that cold press soap yeah. I feel like that is fantastic so much to learn over there yeah. but um, Pascal, tell us one more thing like um, you know, we've seen these 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 beautiful products now on the website and there is like different ranges, you know, for the face and for the body, um, you know, overall skincare, right? So, you know, tell us what, what it took to kind of, you know, um, go behind the scenes, do the research for this, adapt to the Indian skin type, you know, and how do you look at it from a holistic point of view of, you know, um, just, just skin health as such for people? How do you yep. look at it and what was, as a co-founder, what was your thought behind it?
1: I think I've gone through the journey with our customers in a way because um, the education, even the kind of knowledge people had before in terms of when we were trying to sell it online when we began, was so much so less compared to what people know right now. Everyone right now has a knowledge of each active or what each active does, how where is how is it derived. Tell me exactly how that is done. So the we've also come through that uh, time where. Even like I, it took me also a couple of years to really learn and understand. Um, But obviously we were working with formulators, we were working with industry experts while making these products because that's one of the things. So if you're making, we used to first make 100% natural products. Then we went on to learn that if you're making a cream or um, even any water-based product, you can never be 100% natural because it has water in it. That will include microbial elements. That means it'll get spoiled within two months. So a customer won't be happy. And yeah. FDA will not approve this. So these are the things that we learned internally and we kept kind of understanding really what goes behind the scenes. And to then not kind of greenwash with the customers is one of the things, right? Like now uh, we should, like when we made the soaps, they were 100% natural. But that claim sort of, we had to come out of it when we were making these serums or when we were making these other products because we understood that um, that's not the case anymore. You can't do that with a serum. Uh, you can do it with oil blends. Uh, but creams, serums, these things you can't. Um, And I think that sort of uh, behind the scenes learning was we had, obviously we've done training. Manu's done many, many, many different courses. I've also done many courses. We've kind of, we've done workshops to teach people about aromatherapy also back in the day. Uh, So we've kind of, we've learned from people and we've taught people also. And uh, I think it's all part of the journey really. And... uh, is a big difference between what people knew in 2017-18 and what people know now. It's crazy. I agree.
0: Absolutely. There Even that, even the whole consciousness from the point of a customer, right? Like, for example, yeah. if I'm a consumer, um, you know, not because of my profession, but even regardless, you know, I feel like these days the consumers and the customers are so conscious about the kind of products yeah. they're buying, um, the kind of, you know, investment that they want to do as far as, you know, putting something on their skin is concerned or eating something is concerned, you know, which is yeah. why, you know. Yeah. Which is why, in the first place, the initiative of talking about the entire brand prospect, you know. So, mm-hmm. I tell us. You said you said you started in like 2016, and yeah. today is like 22. And you know, it's evolved. So many things yeah. have happened. You learned so many things along with your partners, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you had to kind of like talk about one challenge which really kind of you know changed things for you, and you kind of got the biggest learning in those in that challenge when you were you know formulating the brand and the products. Can you share that mm-hmm. with us?
1: One challenge. Um, I think growth, selling your product is always, it turns into a challenge after a point, especially when you're doing D2C. Uh, yeah. When you're actually trying to convince each customer to buy a product from you, um, that is always... One of the tough ones, once you figure out the product, you can keep making products, you know, it's, uh, end of the day, you can keep doing research. You can keep coming out with products, but you have to come out with products that resonate with people and what work in your channels. Like, for example, we had to start online. We could never, as a small brand, you can't start in retail. Um, you start online. So here we had to understand a different dynamic of how it was working for us. For example, the serum was working. It was the most expensive product uh, in, in our roster, but that was working the best. And uh, so then we doubled down on that. Uh, we, Although we were we started with soaps, we started with face masks and scrubs, we kind of uh, shifted focus more towards um, more concern-specific products. Uh, and this was all through the learnings and the marketing and through while you have to also scale your brand, right? We can't be at the same place uh, the entire time. So that's... One of the evolutions for us also, like we had to kind of veer towards um, more concern specific products because that's what worked in the internet and that's what worked through um, performance marketing Um, and uh, end of the day growth. So you have to think about how you grow every year because if you're decreasing in growth, it it doesn't um, even if, especially if you're looking for investment. That's one of the worst things that can happen to you as a company is when your company goes below the sales they did last year so yes. yeah that's paramount that's all part of business also so yeah we learned how to do business also with this, honestly that's one of the things that we've learned In the
0: online channel because you know you said that and I and I feel like it's so true that when you are starting out if you're starting on the online panel I mean we've seen this on so many of the entrepreneurial shows you know we've seen yeah. it on Shark Tanks, and we've seen it on all the different kinds of platforms that, got, that, that talk about new entrepreneurship right so I yeah. feel like the online dimension is fantastic but like did you have any kind of like, you know, when you were starting, or did you have any mantra that, you know, okay, if we're starting online and, you know, we're new in this space, maybe this has worked out the best for us. Did Was yeah. there something like that? Can you share with us?
1: So, what we thought is going to work didn't work when we started the online bit. So, in 2018, when we launched our website, what we thought is going to work, which we were 100% sure of, didn't work at all. And okay. uh, th- that's what I'm saying. Like, for, for example, like... Um, like at that time like a perform like even like an instagram advertising and all we never did it before and it really worked and we were shocked and this was for us our growth spurt like we were like oh my god like how can we suddenly get so much sale in a day like for, you know these little little things that now it like what we got at that time doesn't even like count but at that time it was such a big pedestal for us to have these many orders in a day and that was such a shocker um, yeah. and th- these were small learnings that we got. Like, for example, I said the vitamin C serum, uh, it was such an, ex- like two to five zero Even I was at that time very, but it costs us that much to make others. We won't be able to, you know, make anything out of it, yeah. but that was working really well. And that kept working really it, like, even now that's our top seller, even like yeah. it, now it's been four years since 2000, like now four years, it's still our top seller. So these were things that sometimes what you plan out it most of the time, honestly, 90% of the times the things that we planned have not worked. Those 10% kind of let you make you survive. If you keep trying and you keep failing and then hopefully something works, something clicks. And the the thing that clicks generally really clicks then that's one of the great things. It's not like a small click. It kind of takes you for one, two years at least.
0: Yes. Thank you. This be if you. I mean, thank you for being so honest and you know, like really talking about um, the nitty-gritties. That kind of like because you know, somebody. So many times we talk, we see these brands and they're like you know so fancy and the packaging is great and the website is great, you know, but. Nobody really comes on board and like speaks about the fact that, listen, you know what? There was so much of hard work involved. We went through so many different transitions just mm. to be able to bring out something which is now working great for us. So thank yeah. you for being so candid and honest. I feel it's so refreshing to get this kind of a perspective, you know? Uh-huh. And, okay. And, it's, and yeah. you know, I wanted to ask you because mm. you've gone through all these things and, you know, you've had um, you've had experience even working for the brand and prior to that in a different industry as well. If there was one... Um, life lesson, or you know, one tip that you wanted to kind of like give all the young entrepreneurs who are probably listening, or anybody who basically has mm-hmm. a, some kind of passion project that they're waiting to kind of get onto. So if yeah. if you can share with us some some useful tip.
1: Ah, okay. Um, okay. Top of my mind, um, I guess it's one of those things that I've learned. I've even heard from like my dad's friends and uncles and. They used to always say this one thing, like, if you start a business, you have to wait for at least three years before it would start giving any fruit. And, you know, honestly, that's kind of makes sense now. It takes that long. Like, if you start any business, it's you have to, first of all, give it your all. You don't get to pay anything to yourself. So, it's kind of selfless to a large degree for a long time, unless… You're a veteran and you are already, you've done, you've sold one, two businesses and you know a lot of things, but generally when you start a business and you've never done it before, the first two, three years are pretty tough. And, and also sometimes it's better not to have so much money, especially if you've never started a business before, it's better if you don't have that because um, you'll end up burning a lot. Um, So be frugal. If you're ever starting something, be very frugal, don't spend on just Keep it with you. Keep it with you till as long as you have. But try to progress also daily. Try to be very productive at the same time. Uh, you'll have to do everything yourself. Uh, you can't just start employing people in the beginning. Um, yes. And then, yeah, there on post, you see progress, you see money coming in, you can do, you can get people on board. And then you can, things start working way faster when you have people on board. Like, what used to take me, like, a week to do now, I can get done in like half a day. Because yeah. you have People working with you, so simple things now it's not just you doing it yourself, but these things take time you should you can't when your business is not making any money or doing anything, you should generally do it yourself unless unless you are very savvy with funding and you can you can pitch a great business plan which can get you those many whatever millions to then do that kind then you're in a different space who I'm talking about is someone who is. Starting from grassroots and wants to start a business, um, but, and is not that savvy to make that pitch deck, which, uh, which honestly, that's also a lot of people have done really well in that front. I think that's a better way to go about it. If you can do that, work hard on finding the right, whatever problem solution and uh, an amazing pitch deck that actually impresses someone to put money into you. That's another way. That's a great way, actually.
0: No, but that's great advice. You know, I feel like I feel like you can get the fundings and everything at one stage in life, but I feel like you said something, it's it's perfect. I feel like at least for the first three to four years, it could be anything. It could be a service-based oriented, it could be a service-oriented company. Yeah. It could be a product-based company. I feel like the first three to four years are so essential, not just for the company's growth, but you as an entrepreneur, no matter no matter how many partners you have. Yeah. That joint growth to learn so many different things and like, you know, go through all the ups and downs. Um, mm. it, after that three, four years, the kind of expertise that comes out of it is is phenomenal. So true, I feel like... True,
1: true, true. Yeah, feel like and so much cool. learning. Yeah, like even I'm honestly in the very... It's like the infancy. It's like we have a long way to go. Um, this yeah. is quite basic. <laughs> like I'm sure there's like a lot after that also, yeah.
0: Yes, yes. I'm, I'm sure there is a lot. I want to wish yeah. you all the best for, you know, the journey with Namely Naturals. As you said, yeah. it's a long, very prosperous journey ahead. Um, I want to thank you for being a part of the conversation today. I think I've had so much fun speaking to you, understanding, and, and especially the aspect where you were so honest. And, you know, you came on board and you spoke about everything so candid. I love that. Thank you so much for doing that.
1: Well, any, and any day, any day.
0: I wish you all the best with everything with Namely Naturals and your personal growth as well.
1: Of course. Thanks so much, Karishma, for having me.